there you are, standing before the Count, right as he is with these men dressed in animal hides, all making noises of their corresponding animal. They look to be in an immense amount of pain. It is truly intense. And the the grandness of the foyer, the lights begin to... The candlelight begins to flicker by the mere presence of him. The giant statue of a blue, skinless pope with his hand out stretched, waiting for you to kiss his ring, looms over, looms over to the side. Uh, and we are in initiative. Uh, we begin with the Count. The Count is going to gaze. Yes, he's going to gaze deep into the eyes of the commander. We are making a duel of... Ah, yes. We are making opposed willpower rolls. I'm going to point out there is no commander here. Uh, sorry. Technically, it would be sergeant. You do have yes. the different hat, but... He would recognize you. I think he would. Yeah, he would, for certain. Yeah. And you, Sergeant. Mm. Uh, he passes at... Passes at hard. Also pass at hard. Hi. Nothing is achieved. But still, you feel the presence just lurking inside of you. But you shake it off. And with that, we go to uh, Private Pressy. <clears throat> right, then. Uh, am I, at this point, fully armed? <laughs> uh, yes, you are. You would have your gun out. You are doing a raid onto this building. Okay. You have a musket. Stay, I was going to say, when we say gun, we do indeed mean musket. That's good. I like that. With the exception which, of the sergeant. In which case, I'm going to just fire a shot at this guy. Yep, go for it. Ooh. That's an extreme success. Uh, Max damage. Wow. Hold on, I got a different sheet. Gotta find it. Hmm. That's that's a lot of. I want one of these for the main game because that's that's a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah, I I I want a musket. So how much damage is that? Hang on. It's max, so fourteen. Ah. Oh yeah. What did I roll? Yeah. So yeah, fourteen damage, doing. and it's just. I don't want to. Oh. Like you land that shot straight in his heart. You have no interest in making sure that uh. Yeah, you have no interest in like seeing him like try to like uh escape you. You just aim straight for the heart and fire the shot. Yeah. The hell with this. Uh. 
creature. All right. Uh, Private Beaumont. Uh, but first, oh wait, sorry, I skipped two people. I am screwing up my initiative today. Uh, well, Hoogle's gonna try to take a shot. Good luck, Private Hoogle. I wish you the best. That, uh, passes. Nine damage? Huh. Fenelik's dead. You see his body tumble back, and a fog enters the room. Sergeant? I thought Barman was before me. Uh, no, I made the mistake. It was Renaud and Barman. It goes okay. Google, Renault, Beaumont. I'm going to pin that just so I don't have to keep scrolling up. So, Fenelik is dead. There's a fog, fog is filling the room. Mm -hmm. uh, let's do the thing. I think Renault will just step down and topple the heathen Pope figure. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm just gonna say you do it. No need for a strength check or anything. Yeah, he just topples it onto the ground. You topple this thing over, and you expect the statue to, like, crack and shatter, right? But it doesn't. It kind of limply falls apart. You kind of hear a soft, squishier thud when you do that. As you inspect it, it turns out... Boman, what are you doing? I'm going to see if we can... If I can grab one of the people in a pelt to ask questions. Uh, yeah, you pull one of those people in the... How do you want... How do you go about this? How do you want to talk to one of the people in the pelts? Right now, I just want to grab them by probably the equivalent of neck, pelt, type of grip, grab, pull. Yeah, they got like a, you can grab them by the lapels or something, and like just pull them up. Uh, what do you ask? You get one question. Ooh. What is Fenelik's plan? This, uh, you, you grab the one in the wolf pelt. And he, and he just says, the master only seeks chaos. And then he goes, oh! Uh, we now go back to the top of the initiative order. Pressy? Yeah. Uh, we're still in initiative. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 
I'm uneasy, so I'm going to make it so Private Pressy is equally uneasy. And I'm going to look, like, kind of eyeball, like, look through the fog, because I, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like we should relax yet. <laughs> uh, spot hidden. Yes. Spot hidden. Oh, that's pretty good. Does it pass if you like roll exactly what your score is? I can never remember. Yes, it does. It does. Okay, excellent. It's not that you're trying to spot what's hidden. It's that you're trying to spot what's missing. You think that maybe the fog is obscuring your view, but you confirm Fenelik's body is missing. Ah. Kugel gets, sees your revelation, and on his turn, decides to go into the kitchen. Or into the dining okay. room. Uh, Sergeant, as you inspect the body that just hit the ground, it's a human cadaver painted blue, its skin removed, dressed like the Pope. Weaken. Ugh. What do you do? Uh, well, did Pressy make me aware of uh, the body missing? Uh, Pressy? Oh, I, yeah, I suppose, I suppose he would. He'd like... <laughs> Wave and gesture like the it's gone. <laughs> Men, find me that body. Uh, sir. Yes. It's gone. It's gone. Yes. So find it. <laughs> no, I that is an order. I'm going to yeah. run to the coach court and see if there's any missing. Yeah, you well, start we, have, the, we have people stationed on the outside, like we have the house surrounded. Oh, yeah, okay. the house is surrounded. Uh, so but I want to do, do a tactics roll to give people advantage on finding Fenelik. Yeah, go for it. Uh, you're basically starting a strategic search plan. I think, yeah, I'll spend two luck to make that succeed. Yep. Uh, who do you want to give that advantage to? Bauman, because Pressy is questioning my orders. <laughs> Good man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Bauman, you uh, head out towards the uh, the coach court just to see if maybe somebody's, you know, headed, if he head out the back or something. Maybe he's actually alive. Uh, give me a spot hidden check. With advantage, I suppose. With oh. advantage. Okay. Cool. If... I'm gonna use 
a little luck to make that pass. You, you look around. Yeah, you're 100% certain. He's not in here. However, you do get the idea that that he's probably gone to some other smaller room to go hide. Judging by the sound of something coming from upstairs. And that's all, all right. I'll say on that matter. Back to top. Uh, Plessy? Well, I've been given my orders. I guess I'm looking for this corpse that mysteriously vanished. Yes, you have. Yes. Let's see. Hoogle went to the dining room. Mm -hmm. uh, and Beaumont went to the coach court. On this floor, there's still the ballroom and the sitting room. Uh... I will go and search the ballroom, then. Give me another spot hidden check. Yep. You enter into the ballroom, it's got this, like, little harpsichord, it's got, like, those, like, a oh. chandelier up above. And you find sheet music. Like, just strewn about the room. But you find, like, okay. there's, like, papers and whatnot, but there's, like, this one neatly ordered stack of sheet music left behind. Hmm. Just, like, stacked? Yeah, nicely stacked. It's well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a look. Huh. Composed by one Dietrich Zahn. Hmm. Anything else notable about it? It doesn't look like any music you've ever seen, but your character doesn't have that talent, so... No, not at all. This doesn't really mean anything to him, does it? No. But no, it will be important and... to turn in for the investigation, probably. Well, yeah, hold on to it. Any bit of evidence is evidence, I suppose. Private Hoogle comes charging out of the dining room. Sergeant! I have news. But you're not gonna like it. There's... Uh... He holds back his, uh... Urge to vomit. I... The cooks are... Being served. It is paramount that we find the count. Yes, sir. Salutes. How many of the uh, bottom floors we searched? Uh, the only thing left is the sitting room. Uh... Can I both peer into the sitting room and give orders, or is it one or the other? Uh, you can always give orders, but it won't give you the tactics roll. Yeah, well, that is what I meant, naturally. But no, I will 
peek into the second room so we get all of the bottom floors, floor rooms done. Uh, yeah. The sitting room is probably the, one of the few rooms that's like not in chaos right now. It, uh, very nice large chair, assortment of American tobacco products. Uh, looking in there though, can you make me a, can you actually, no, 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 no need for the spot hint. This would be obvious to you. After investigating the sitting room, you turn around and you glance back into the into uh like the the foyer and as you look in there the fog is gone. Can I tell if it went up or down? Up. Men, we're moving upstairs. But, uh, you, your order reverberates through the hallway as it, as you bark your command. Uh, Beaumont, you have just re-entered from the, from the, uh, stable. From the stage, from the stage coach, yeah. yeah. On it, Sergeant. I heard something upstairs, too. I'm just gonna start running. You head up the stairs. Uh, the second floor of the building is, again, it's much more narrow uh, because you're entering onto the door, onto the room with all the different styled bedrooms with two uh, sitting rooms on the end. Uh, you can pick one of them. I'll go with the Turkish bedroom. All right. You open it up. You look inside all the elaborate architecture. And that is where you see a man. Neither neither bat nor human. Sanity check, please. Bad creature, pshaw. You you take only one point of sanity damage. That's it. But you are like steadfast. You are ready for this. Uh, Beaumont, if you want to take the shot, you can. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I'm gonna shoot it with my musket. Give it a go. That is going to pass on regular. Nice. Uh, it is going to try to tank that shot. So, yeah, uh, roll damage. Oh. This creature is just... Good job. Yeah, no, you pierce this creature. 
uh, it begins to kind of bleed, but its blood is a black, viscous ichor rather than any sort of actual, like, you know, sanguine. Uh, top of the initiative, it goes to Private Pressy. You've all heard the gunshot echo throughout the throughout the building. Oh, that's where I'm. That's where I'm heading. I'm immediately making a beeline for wherever that shot came from. Yep. Sounds like trouble. As you ascend the stairs, uh, you arrive on the scene. You see, but. You know, Bulma just uh, having fired the gun, reeling back a bit. Uh, you are currently at the front. You are currently with the with them, staring at this creature. Give me that sanity check, cause its jaw unhinges, its teeth sharp and jagged. Yeah, like little bang, bangs coming out of it. Its ears twitching. Pot? One point of sanity damage. Mm -hmm. And you are free to act. Fucking shoot it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go right ahead. Give me the shot. Yes. <laughs> Until you remember. Click. Oh, right. Reload. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. We are in that time period. Son of a bitch. Uh. <sighs> There is the passive reload that's going on. You had, like, one more round till that thing fully went to effect. I'm not going to count that roll against you. This is just a harsh reminder of reality. Thank you. So in one more round, your gun will be fully reloaded because it's assumed your character is passively reloading, but this is, like, a multi-step process. A reload mm -hmm. action skips all the time, but you do make yourself vulnerable to do that. Okay. Uh, so, you have to think of something else. Uh, uh. <laughs> Let me see, what have I got? What have I got? <laughs> Bayonet! That's an excellent idea! I want to I don't want to stab it, but I'm gonna anyway, because I'm brave and stupid. Charge him with the bayonet? Wait, what? what? Why are you saying bayonet? I have a rapier! You do? When did I give you that? Attack? I typed this right there on my on my weapon sheet. Jeez, I guess I gave you that. Yeah, yeah, you did, and I'm gonna use that because it's longer. I mean, the bayonet's mounted at the end of your gun, but ah, right. the bayonet is objectively longer. Ah, it, is a, it is a spear. <laughs> stop, stop! 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 This is this is. I feel ganged up on. Fine, fine, but the thing is. I have more points in rapier than bayonet, so just <laughs> all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain how you do this if you go for it. I'm gonna allow it because I did pull that stupid stunt where I uh, reminded you. Oh right, reloading your gun is a thing. So I'm gonna explain where you, that rapier came from. But and then you make me feel stupid for my lack of weapons knowledge, and I'm gonna hold that against you. <laughs> all right, let's see. Hot. On hearth. Uh, pass on hearth. So, your gun clicks, right? You go, ah, oh, shoot. 
you look around this room trying to find something, anything, and you see a familiar weapon that you know how to use. Your romantic instincts kick in, you grab it, and you go for it. The creature <laughs> is going to dodge. Oh. It fails. Go for the go for the stab. This is odd damage. 1d6 plus 1 plus 1d4. Uh, yes. <laughs> Nagel shush. <laughs> Christopher, remember, Christopher is a himbo. Don't forget that. It's true. Yes, Don't look yes, me. It was, it was an in-character and intentional decision. I didn't just get caught out by my own lack of knowledge. This was intentional. Duh. I'm a professional, of course. <clears throat> and you stab straight for the heart. Yeah! As you see, the sword is in fact objectively longer. As you go for the stab, it falls down this giant bat creature that just stood within here. This one's body does plummet to the ground. Oh, good. That's, that's always good. I like it when the bodies plummet to the ground. Sergeant, you and Hoogle are currently on the bottom floor, and you hear that distinct thud from upstairs. It is Hoogle's initiative and asks you, and basically asks, uh, Sir, I'm not sure how confident I am right now. You know I'm not a great shot. Let's just follow from behind. Make sure no one sneaks up on us. But salutes. And uh, I, I, I'll make that my order to him, so he, he has advantage on that. All right. Before heading up to join the others. Yeah, the both of you will be heading up. And it's a good thing you told Hoogle to do that. Because right before Beaumont's turn, uh, Fenelik has been holding his action. As you ascend the staircase, Kugel catches uh, Fenelik emerging from a hole in the wall as the fog forms into the shape of a, into the shape of a person. Fails the Sandy check. Lose three points of Sandy. And just still waiting for the full reload, goes for the bayonet and charges at him. At advantage. Passes. Fenelik will dodge. Well, does he use luck points to make that an extreme success if 14 isn't that already? I believe 14 is. I have the character sheet actually right here. Uh, I will let you make the executive decision if you want to make that an extreme success. Yes. Yes. All right. I am keeping track of this. Four. And that's going to take to make that an extreme is 
I mean, it's 10 points, but eh, it's going to be worth it. Well, Fenelik was able to dodge a second, like, jab at it and, like, a little stroke of luck. 1d8 plus 1. Goes for a stab right through the right side, uh, the right side of the chest, piercing Fenelik on this. And once again, the fog reemerges. I found him! Beaumont? Are we going to be able to hear the I found him from... Yep. Okay, I'm going to tell Pressy check to make sure the bat's dead and run out the door and see if I can get in on the brawl. Yeah, yeah, you turn around, you start charging down the uh, steps, and I want you to make a spot hit. Okay. That is going to pass on regular. The fog is trailing down the steps. It's in a small, thin, wispy line. Oh. Kind of like a tail situation? It's more like a long, thin line that's just like after the corpse dissolves into the mist, it slowly just forms a single trace line that you can follow, heading back down the stairs. I'm going to follow the trail instead sergeant said to find the body so you follow the trail and it leads you to the locked door on the first floor you never got a chance to look in there you're entering unknown territory but we will have to see what if the what happens. Uh, top of the initiative, kind of like does his thing. I'm going to let uh, I'm going to let all Pressy, Hugel, and Renault just kind of have a moment because you all you've seen is Beaumont just charge down the stairs after this thing. Give me a moment, I'm just checking what my opinion of Beaumont is. Just reminding myself. Yeah, I'm gonna call out. We follow Beaumont. Yes, sir. I'm going to say we break initiative for a little bit. Why did you get that sword, Pussy? Found it. <laughs> I will overlook 
that the sword is above your station this time. Well, but when we leave, you make sure nobody sees it. To be completely fair, sir, if it wasn't for this sword, I would not have been able to kill the giant bat. So, yeah, I think we can overlook it, don't you? Indeed. And you should note that at some times it is a good time to simply nod. Sergeant, uh, what is your, uh, if I may, what is your take on uh, Christopher, Christopher just having just told you the giant bat? Because that's something you haven't seen yet. He is going to assume that just like the people in the foyer, it's someone dressed up as a giant bat. That's a very reasonable assumption. Reasonable, rational decision to make. Because that's the only animal people he has seen thus far. As you all descend the steps, turning around, you see, uh, what is Beaumont doing to try to open this door? Is it just like it's got a like basic a lock? lock? On it, okay. A giant lock on it, yeah. Do I have a, a let me see. See if oh no 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 locksmith skill unfortunately. Um, then it's strength to try to break this thing. Radio that seems like the way to go right now. Can I just do a strength check then? Yeah, you, you do a strength check. I'm thinking like you're charging there with the butt of your gun, trying to go, trying to kick this door down. That is going to pass on hard. Yeah, you, that's going to be good enough, I think. You, you hit it once. You hit it again. It starts to give. And on the third give, it just swings open. Before you are stair is a staircase descending down into the depths of the earth. No light or anything, just dark staircase. It's dark. It's very dark. You think you do see a couple of candelabras, but... Okay, I'm not going to go down yet, but I'm going to wait to see if anyone's following. Not following, but, you know, waiting to see if anyone else in the, the group is going to show up here so we can go together. I mean, the rest of the party was entering as you just oh. kicked down that door. Okay. Then I'm going to look behind me and ask, say, um, the mysterious fog was going down here. Sergeant, do we follow it? Yes. All right. Uh, how do you want us entering in, sir? Who takes point? I need to look at my notes again. No worries. Uh, 
Well, a huge old player isn't here, so that feels a little unfair. Uh, so, well, an echo has AFK, but once echo gets back, Presti takes point. All right, Presti takes point. Boman will be behind. Sergeant, you will probably be third, so you can keep an eye on the situation. And uh, let's just leave Hugo in the back. Yeah. Rear guard. Rear guard. I mean, Hoogle is having a surprisingly good day. Like, just so we're clear, their musket skill is abysmal. Yeah. They'll not have to do that with you. Alright. We'll leave that to someone else. Probably Pressy. Who's on latrine duty? It's always spicy. And uh, there's the slightest bit of a the drip of uh, of water from uh, from the soil above. It sounds like you're entering into a cave network almost as you descend down this staircase, which is a lot longer than you thought it would be. How do you... Do you uh, try to light your way down here? Or do you just keep marching and hoping that your eyes adjust? Well, if there is no light source down here, I don't... We can't really walk around blind. We're actually look, uh, looking for something. Yeah, you could take uh, one of the candles from up there. There's, you know, ways to like hold that, keeping an eye. Yeah, or a lantern even. I'd oh expect, yeah, lanterns. Uh, yeah, I'd expect carriage. us to have, to have brought some lanterns as well since we were doing a night raid. So Absolutely. probably the soldiers outside have lanterns, so we just take one of those. Oh yeah, running out, you grab one of those, you light that. Descending deeper and deeper into this. It's bigger than... It's eventually you get to the bottom. And there is a faint light at the bottom. It's a soft glow. It's very translucent. Uh, it's this translucent blue color kind of shimmering throughout as you descend. We will continue the descent. And as you enter into the Air main room, uh, yep. you, you enter into the bottom. And yeah, it's uh, this would look like a typical wine cellar for the time period. What's interesting about it is that at the very end of a long hallway, you see another blue skinless statue and this one is shining with an iridescent kind of glow it's just lighting up this whole room down here it's however though it's there's a sets of iron barred gates between you and that statue and 
there is a series of, you know, like winding, winding doors. Uh, there's like doors on the left and the right, and they form like these really carved in, like almost prison cells down here. But we could see into the blue room thingy. Yeah. But there's like sets of iron gates between you and there. Can we see if there are other doors in that room? Uh, in that room at the far end? You yeah. can't be certain. There might be. Probably not. Well, I say, let us move down the corridor, checking doors left and right as we're moving. Yep. So yeah, there's a door to the left and a door to the right. Pressy, you are at the front. Mm -hmm. Uh, which door do you want to take, left or right? Take the one on the left. The one on the left. That door is a, you know, it's a wooden door. It, it's very flimsy. You're able to open it up. And you look inside and, huh, there's a bunch of barrels in here. Bunch of barrels. Yep, barrels. Barrels. And this cellar beneath the uh, from below. Well, it's a logical place to store a load of barrels. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, maybe give them like a like examine them, see if there's anything amiss, anything hiding in between or inside them. Yeah, crack one open. Okay. Is that a... <laughs> no, no, you just do. Just, you oh, like, just crack it open. You like pull out the oh. like a you know like a little cork from one of them because you know like they're wine barrels. Oh, okay, you know like you know how like wine cellars work vaguely, and you, yeah. you know you look in there. That's not wine. It's dirt. I mean, I've heard of a dry wine before, but this seems a bit excessive. Dirt, like just, just, just dirt. Just dirt. Oh, done. Uh, Balmal, what will you do? So, Pressy already Check the door through. on the left. There's the door on the right and the giant iron bars in front of you preventing you from going down the hall further. Um, can I ask Hugo to go with me on the right and do the, the military strategy of one person opening the door and the other person checks so that the door can be slammed shut or pulled open quickly. Yeah, who will handle our sergeant? Okay. It's like, all right. Three, two, one. Pulls it open. And... Oh, this is terrifying. There are people trapped in here. They're like prison cells. 
they're like just starved corpses, barely even able look like they look like you can see their rib cages. That's how like starved they are. You see one woman off in the corner just crying and wailing in misery. That's going to be a bit of a shock. I'm going to rush over to the crying woman and ask, what is, why are you down here? What's going on? She's pale. She's as like, just like as if everything is out, just like gone from her face. And she just shakes there violently and just goes, he feeds. We are cattle. Oh, God. So he's a monster? He just... You, you you see the you, you just see like the sheer look of terror on her face and she just says monster yeah that 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 man is the devil there's another door uh, Beaumont, that can take you into a room that appears to be to the left. Yeah, there's a door to the left, continuing down the direction of the hallway towards the giant statue. I'm gonna leave the room not towards that new door but um tell the sergeant that there are people trapped down here and if we can get back up from upstairs to try to free them of course we will free them on the way back all right, all right. so and I'm going to mention the door too and we group up and move on. All right. You continue. Uh, who wants to work together on this door? Well, Pressy and Bauman are here, so let's use them. Let's use them. <laughs> who is going what? to be manning the gun, and who is going to be uh, opening the what is it? And who's gonna be uh, opening the door? I'll open the door. I'll man the gun. You pry it open. The sergeant is very confused that Press is volunteering for door duty. <laughs> <laughs> you open the door, and coffins. So many coffins. Oh. Most All of them the same open wood? and unempty. 
Some of them closed. Only about two of them are closed. There's a door to your left. These are all just... So you said most of them are open, but two of them are closed? Yep. Are they are they made of wood? They're made of wood. Okay. I'm going to tell Pressy uh, that I'm going to check the closed caskets before we move on. All right. <laughs> you pry open the first one. In there, a woman rests, her arms crossed. Pale as the night, her flesh has already begun to rot. Hmm. Garlic oh surrounds her. And we don't recognize the woman? Nope, no clue who she is. Smell dead? Definitely dead. Uh, On to the second coffin, then. And I'll close that one out of respect for the body. Yep. This one, as you pry it open, another woman. This time, her corpse seems much more new, much more fresh. Her body is perfectly preserved, her dress very much up to date with the current fashions. She lies there. And I've given you all you need to hear. You said well-preserved? Yeah, well-preserved. Can I... Can I put, like, two fingers to the neck and see if, like, I feel a pulse or anything? First aid check. Okay. See if I have that. Oh, I do. Gosh, this is rad. Ooh, okay, that's not gonna pass. You wanna push it? But risk damaging the body? Yes. If they're not dead. I might wake him up if I push. Ooh. Okay. It's That's so so faint. But you can feel the blood not necessarily pulse. It glugs very softly. It feels like how oil just slowly moves through a pipe rather than the way blood pumps through a body. It crawls the blood.
do with that information what you will. All right. Yeah, gross, right? Blood crawling is such a... Ooh, okay. I'm going to tell Pressy, because he's at the door, that this one may be alive. Or maybe alive? a parasite. I, it, it's, it's a pulse, but it's not a pulse. How could she have a pulse and not have a pulse? That, that makes no sense. Maybe, maybe she has a, a heart? issue condition it just it there's there's a sound the body is making a sound right but you believe she's alive yeah unless there's a worm in her neck i long 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 shot everyone present can make a cult rolls if they so wish Okay. Do I count as present? You count as present. You've been witnessing these events. No. <clears throat> no. I have nothing in a cult. Yeah, only that 5%. Okay. Yeah, too bad you can't flip those numbers. <laughs> ah, flipping. Those are the days. Ah, flipping. The good old days. So... Here is why I ask. It's a long shot, but around this time period, tales of what these creatures are would are starting to become a thing. Alas, no such luck. Well, in that case, if the lady's alive, we have to get her out of here. Agreed. Mm. Being the romantic type, I think Christopher's going to cross the room and pick her up. I see. What are you doing? Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> holding... <laughs> they're holding women hostage, sir. Yes, and the culprit <laughs> is still at large. We need to first find him. And what, leave, leave innocent women to an unknown fate while we do that? Can't we... Move her to safety? <laughs> she looks well enough in there. Take her on the way back. Uh, but, 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 sir. Are you going to abandon your comrades in their hour of need? Uh, uh, no, no, sir. I, I'm not. Good. Carry on, soldier. Oh, there's a door to the left. Yes, sir. Pressy, did you put her back into the coffin, or do you want help laying her, like, against a wall or something? Mm. 
Yeah, let's let's take her out of the out of the box. That can't be comfortable. Yep. You lay her up against a wall. Mm-hmm. She's just sitting there, lying, not doing much. Don't worry, we'll be back for you. And leave to follow orders. All right, door to the left. Or you can go back the way you came. Let's. We're. I'm gonna keep heading forward. At least I can lead this time. Yeah. Yeah. And you open the door. Oh, hey, it's the main hallway again. Huh. There's a door right across the way. To the left, you can see where you came from. To the right, you can see through those uh, iron gates. And now you can make out a bit more clearly. There's another set of iron gates... And then a long hallway leading straight to the room with the jet with the blue statue. You can now also see now that you're a little bit closer, the back wall has this interwoven tableau of roses. Roses with black stems. He really is some kind of freak, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, sir, he certainly is. Especially if he keeps women in coffins. Indeed. Apparently eats people? This... There will be plenty of witnesses to put him away for good. I hope so. Six feet under. Another door lies in front of you. If you want to keep pressing on. Forsooth. Yeah. Opening this one, assuming you're doing your ritual, your little routine now, it's a bigger room than the others. Well, the others were like long, narrow rectangles. This one's big and expansive. It's also filled to the brim with chains, manacles, uh, iron maidens, dang. Like, this is filled to the brim with torture equipment. Stained with a lot of blood. There's also, curiously, a viola. A what? A viola. Is that also stained with blood? No. Perfectly fine. 
I need to double check something, but I think that's it. Yep, yep, the viola is an instrument at this time. Hmm. I was like, is the viola not a thing? I'm pretty sure the viola is a thing. Here, let me show you one from a museum. They're like slightly bigger violins. Hmm. I still have that sheet music on me. Yeah. Any of you have art craft music? No. No. Nope. Nope. No, obviously not. <laughs> Google goes, I can cook, though. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's a valid skill, though. Hugo can cook, cook some of those people so I have something to eat like. There's a door on the way back that seems to go back into the hallway. We'll keep on walking our way down. You're bursting your way out. You've made it. The, There's that, another that, long hallway to your left and you can easily work your way down there to get to the giant statue. There's also another door across the way. Well, I'd rather we check the door so we don't have something that sort of leaps up behind us. Yeah, better to have no surprises. Bursting into that final room, it's an office. It's got, like, desk. Papers. Hmm. You can rifle through it if you feel like it, but maybe you don't. Well, I can have a brief look through, right? Yeah, yeah. Spot hidden if you just want to do like a general thing. Accounting if you want to get a really good clue. Mm. Just gonna check. I do not have accounting. So neither do I. No. Nope. <laughs> and my spot hidden is not that high. Nope. Um my spot hidden's gonna pass. Pass on hard, actually. Yeah. Looking through the ledgers and digging through some paperwork as quick as you can, you notice, man, he places orders for, like, deliveries from, like, you know, companies all around Europe. Like, he is, like, requesting statues from everywhere, and then he's selling those statues for, like, barely a profit. Does it say what kind of statue? Mostly of people, typically with, uh, mostly of people, sometimes it's statue fragments, like arms or bodies or legs. Some of them he keeps. Most of them he sells. Peculiar.
All that's left is the room at the end of the hall. Yeah, I guess that's where we go next. Um, as you creep down that hallway, it's very narrow and tight. The statue stands before you in full. This blue man, his skin removed, yet you see by staring at it duplicates of the arms and of the body and of the head like imprinted on each of them. The black, ro the black stemmed roses give off this aura of sheer uncomfortableness. You see many tiny holes in the roof of this room. And Fenelik emerges from a coffin, tucked neatly in a chamber to the side. He is staring. And he begin and this time he's gonna stare at Hugel. Poor Hugel. It's not yep. even him. I know, right? Uh dang, dang, that is not good for either of them. I was about to say they both rolled crap. They both rolled crap. <laughs> but uh suffice to say. No, yeah, uh, neither of them pass, so, yeah, no. We go back into initiative, though. Uh, we go into... Uh -huh. I think it's now time for the game to begin. Fenelik is going to charge for... It's going to make a charge for Beaumont, since they're still at point. And he's going to roll to hit you with his hands. With his hands? Okay. Yeah, he's just charging at you with his hands. Can uh, I roll the dodge? He strikes you at hard. He spends one luck point to make that a hard success. Cool. You can dodge, but you have to pass it hard, or you can fight back with your bayonet. Okay. I but think you have I... to get an extreme. Extreme with the bayonet. Yeah. It's good. My bayonet is at 75. So I'm going to try to hit him back then. Because I don't think it. I'd dodge in this situation. Yep. Go for it. Oh. Oh, <laughs> nope. Uh, roll pow, if you please. Okie dokie. Okay, that's that's gonna pass. Yep, alright. Well, he gives you a nice he gives you like a giant like claw right across you, and he is going to do six. He deals six damage. As, it, as his claws rip at your uniform and pierce through the skin, you feel him trying to suck the life force out of you. Oh, damn. 
All right. Uh, it goes uh, Plessy's turn. All right. Um, have I finished passively reloading my musket? Oh yeah, you've been doing this the whole time. Don't worry. You're you, you're oh. you're loaded and ready to go. Fabulous. Well, gonna take that shot that I tried to take earlier and couldn't because my musket didn't have a round enough. That is an extreme musket success. Fenelik is going to opt for to not take another action and dive for cover. Roll again. Roll again. I, I... Yeah, disadvantage. He is yeah, diving for cover, though, so that means he's not going to take an action. Aww. I hate it when they dive for cover. That is now only a normal success. Uh, all right. Yep, that still hits, though. Roll the damage. Okay. Could have been so cool. Nice, nice. Yeah, Ooh, 10 damage. Not bad. Go! All right. Uh, who's next? It would be... Ah, yes, Hoogle. Hoogle is going to try and take a shot. Misses horribly. Nope. Goes to Renault. Well, in this case, I think Renault would actually join the fighting instead of giving orders. Yeah. Uh, is he... Well, he's charged up at one of us, right? So he is in medium range. Yep. You then... I will saber him. That is a hard success. He's still going to attempt to dodge. Oh! Yeah, well, that's very good for him. Damn vampire reflexes. What you gonna do, man? Well, at least he doesn't get to go next time. So you know. He still doesn't get an action, though, yeah. Beaumont? So the the attack, that's not gonna affect me mentally anyway. It just, like, hurts. It hurts. Extremely. And it felt like it was about to drain you mentally. Rad. Okay, I'm gonna try to reload, I guess, and shoot. I mean, is he still close, or is he... He's still close, yeah, but you haven't fired yet. Your gun's still loaded. Okay, 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 then I'm gonna shoot with my musket, then. Yeah, go for it. Oh, that's not gonna pass, unfortunately. It doesn't. Benelli continues to... Uh, isn't going to be doing any action since he's kind of hiding behind cover right now. While he kind of clutches his wounds for a second. However, another fog enters the room. It dampens your... It dampens the air. Gunshots are now at disadvantage. Fenelik is still present. His body is still there, but he is now behind cover. 
we go to Private Pressy. <clears throat> so gun stuff is at a disadvantage, yeah? Yep. And bearing in mind, I've just used my, like, one musket shot before I have to reload. I'm just going to charge. I've still got that rapier. I'm going to just charge in there like a crazy person. Yeah, no, you go and find him. Go, yeah. go for it. <laughs> Going in there after him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't dodge. I tag of you. Because that was extreme, and I really like it. Uh, that was that was hard. Right. And you still hit? Yeah, roll damage. Well, hey. Again, this is an odd roll. It's because it's the normal damage plus one plus your damage bonus. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I had to deal with with Charlie all the time. It's so annoying. Such a fuss to write out. It is. It really is. You stab him right through. Oh. <laughs> he turns back into he turn he joins with the mist and you see that mist retreat into a coffin. Huh. It goes to Ah yes. It uh it goes to Hoogle, who is very much uh, just, like, trying to figure out, like, just running over to the coffin and is going to try to pry that thing open. Fails the strength <laughs> check. <laughs> can't open this thing! <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Renal? What kind of coffin is it? Hmm. This is a very nice and intricate one. Uh, it appears to be that uh, it's got like a little hole in the side, but it's very nice wood, polished even. Big. It's also kind of antiquated. A history check could probably tell you a bit more about it. Well, I already know what I wanted to know, and that's that it's wood. Yes. Because I'm going to smack the lantern off. Oh, nice move. Nice move. You smash the lantern down upon it. Uh, I'm not going to ask for a roll to hit. The fire... <laughs> Thank you. The fire catches. <laughs> the coffin burns. You see his face begin to melt. And while the fire does so much damage to him, he is permanently disfigured by this. The room licks up in flames. The roses even begin to catch fire. And you notice them begin to emerge with this, like, shrieking sound. It, like, like the roses are shrieking from the pain. Sandy checks on everyone. Huh. That means they probably deserve to be on fire. 
They probably do. Uh, uh, let's see. Everybody passed the sanity check? Yep. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Cool. Only three points of sanity lost then. Uh. What can I say? And it is at that point, like uh, the the woman you saw from earlier who was left back there, she manifests as well in this room. The fog that was there condensing down into one into that uh vamp into that uh creature again. She she just no no please please she's just clutching her ears from the sound of the roses. Quasi, she's one of them. Um. Damn. Beaumont, it is your turn in the initiative. Shoot. If if Sergeant said she she's one of them, I'm gonna just try to reload and shoot with my musket. Reload is gonna take your turn. Oh, okay. Wait, can I just use the bayonet then? Yes, totally. Okay. Go in for a head slicey dicey if possible. Stand. Yeah, go for it. That is going to pass. She is not trying to dodge. Okay, let me roll for... Okay, this is a long one. Yeah, that'll do it. Her head goes flying off as you just, like, stab it through her throat and just pry it. Like a crowbar. Oh. The head flies. It hits the statue. And it falls over. It cracks into pieces. Two arms, a torso, two legs, and a head. One of the arms gets lodged amidst uh, the amidst the roses, which stops the squealing. Thank goodness. And this is where the siege ends. Fenelik is defeated. Your cap, your captain, and the and the doctor show up. And an investigation is held. Here is some of the findings. Finding number one. It appears that the Count was part of a cannibalistic tradition. 
number two, the statue is certainly very interesting. For your diligent service, all people present have been, who led the charge, have been uh, granted one piece of the statue as sort of a trophy. This is also because, three, due to Sergeant Rolneau's plan, however, it did end up torching most of the building. And eventually the building... Only less a plan and more a spur-of-the-moment thing. Yeah. It torched most of the building. As a result, uh, because of that, like, most of the building was burned down, and honestly, it was going to be destroyed anyway because this place is unholy. Yeah, so I did them a favor. You did them a favor. <laughs> but there was one more curious thing from the investigation. The Count was alive. Somehow he survives the fire. But... He is permanently incapacitated, deemed to be insane, and is administered to an asylum. Like, or rather, to a health facility. He is kept underground for observation. Certainly, this will never become relevant again when a future psych ward expands its building and uh, unearths that coffin and leads to a series of events that will totally never become relevant. Indeed, yep. I'm sure those statue pieces you have will never become important to a future plot. <laughs> but for now, the day is saved. The evil destroyed, the prisoners released. Everything seems to be fine and dandy. And that is when you, a few days later, on June the 17th, Captain Malone calls you all to Versailles. The National Assembly is meeting on that day, and there is going to be, and this is the one of the few rare times that the Assembly is being called. As a result, though, the there's thoughts that revolutionary activity might occur, especially since the third estate, which represents the common people, is being present. And by the time on June the 20th, you are given orders to close uh, the, the hall in Versailles where the assembly is going to meet to prevent the third estate from entering. What would your characters do? You're given that order to to not let the third estate in. Well, the sergeant would do his best to follow those orders um, and not admit the third estate. Uh, and do his best to sort of with, with his commanding presence to hold them back. But push comes to shove, he is not going to fire nor order fire on civilians. All right. Omar? Kwesi? I can vaguely tell you what Hugel would do, along with your other two companions. 
Google is very much not a fan of this idea and is currently just uh, begrudgingly sealing the door, but doesn't want to partake in this. Both Etienne Babin and uh, Jean Dupois are doing these orders without question and are actively willing to take any shots. They will be ordered to not take shots. But they If won't. they want to do that anyway, that's fine. They would be willing to, but they're not going to. So, it's time to figure out where Pressy stands on terms of the revolution. Uh, pressure. <laughs> because Beaumont, you've been with the revolution the entire time. Yeah, but I don't like talking about it. Um, hush, hush, hush. Yeah. But when push comes to shove, I guess I would side with the third estate. Perhaps, may I give you this? Because I can give you uh, this offer if you uh, want an idea. Is it what I think it is? Well, actually, yeah, tell me, please. So, in history, what happens to the Third Estate uh, when they get locked out from Versailles and they can't hold a meeting in there? Don't they just go to another place? They go to a tennis court, yeah. Yes, yeah, the tennis court oath. Do you want to be the guy who gives them that idea? Oh, pretty, please. Can I also tell them about the secret entrance while I'm at it? Even oh, though that'd yes. be a while. Right ahead. So that would be useful. Okay. Yeah, the leaders of the Third Estate. Uh, I forget who, uh, which significant figures are present at, at this time. But a lot of them. I believe... Is Robespierre with them? I forget if he is. Robespierre was in the, the informational video, but I don't know if... I don't know if he was with them at the uh, during the uh, tennis court oath. But you quietly informed them that there's an unused tennis court not far from here that they could hold the uh, meeting in. And uh, they go, yeah, this is a good idea. As soon as tensions are about to boil, the idea spreads. So, ah, uh, yes, that'll do it. Yeah, you tell that to, you tell that idea to uh, Jean Sylvain ba Bali. And then he goes, eh, I don't know. Eh, you know what? That'll work. And, uh, Pressy. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Having thought about it this whole time, I, I, yeah, I think Pressy is on, yeah, that side of things, and is trying, I suppose, to direct people away, in a way that looks like he's telling them, be gone, disperse, but what he's actually doing is, you know, pointing them in the direction that has already been indicated. Yeah, you, you, you aid in the pointing of the tennis court. And it's yeah. at this point, I will now add, that Dupois and uh, Bobbin and Captain Milan 
will remember this and do notice these things. But the tennis court oath is said, and the revolution and history keeps marching on. And that leads to one last moment. At Tensions in France are continuing to rise. Soldiers are deserting the army. And July the 14th, 1789 is coming. So, who deserts the army and joins the revolution? Can I make a small note before that? Yeah. It's just seeing the things that were going on at Fenelit's place. Yeah. And things like that. Sergeant Renault, despite being given a piece of the statue, will not be keeping it at home. He doesn't want that thing, whatever it is, anywhere close to his daughters. You sell it off to an antiques collector who will gladly hold on to that between family generations. I love it when I can just include small details from Horror on the Orient Express that no one will remember. But I care. I care deeply. But yeah, uh, Sergeant Renault, you're honestly the one I'm most curious about if you would actually defect. Thinking. I mean, Beaumont, I assume you would, of course. Oh yeah, by this point. By this point, tensions have heated. There's not much you can really do. You've fully made your case. And you are joining the revolution in full. Make my daddy proud, hopefully. Rescue your dad. God knows he needs it. Google is joining the revolution as well. I mean, Joseph's of Britain. Uh, if the revolution can secure an independent Brittany, it'll work. Well, it sounds like the whole squad is deserting, so I think... Um... Oh, Babin. They're staying loyal. They love the monarchy. They think it's been... Why buck the status quo? Yeah, but no one's playing them, so they don't fucking count. Yeah. Uh, so if the whole player core is uh, uh, is swapping, I'm not gonna stay behind. So yeah, yeah. Uh, for purely out of character reason, I'm gonna have him swap. Uh, I I want to let you know and like do do not feel obliged to honor the rest of the party. There are ways if you choose to not be with the revolution. The you can still choose to not be. Uh. I want this to be a full choice based off of the character. I do not mind if you are going to go against the rest of the party for this next major scene. Well, can I still play him? Oh, absolutely you can. There are many ways you still absolutely could. You could even make the argument that you were that you were obeying orders and change your mind. We are going to have a lot of discussion about what is happening with your characters in a five-year gap. So well, sure, then, I, th then I'll stay with them. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Pressy, one last question. Uh, do you defect from the army to join the revolution? Oh. Oh. Yes. Yes, I do. All right. This will prove interesting. <laughs> because I'm going... No more advantages for you. No more advantages. <laughs> I don't need your advantages. I'm fighting for glory and freedom. July the 14th comes. The attack began at 1.30 p.m. There is so many... There are... So much chaos is occurring from this. Renault, your captain gives you orders to bring as many of your... To bring the remaining men to the Bastille, because it needs all the defense it can get. So you arrive as reinforcements. And as the battle is in full, Renault and Beaumont, you are on opposite sides of the conflict. Uh, you are both going to type in the chat what you're going to do, because you see each other in the battlefield. You can talk, you can shoot, or you can run. You're both going to type in the chat what you want to do, and when you're ready, we can go. I'm ready. All right. Ah. All right. You got your decision? This is... So you said we could either shoot, run, talk, or, or try to talk, or... Yeah. Oh, sorry, there was press send. Hide. <laughs> Sergeant, enter your answer. Uh, you play a talk to a run. You hear the sergeant call out to you. <laughs> As you're running away, given another chance, you have the opportunity to turn around, but you do risk an outsider possibly, but you do risk uh, having to uh, brave the battlefield if you want to continue to talk to Beaumont. So, will you? It's pretty chaotic. Guns are... People are going in there trying to gather as many guns as they can. Well, gunpowder, mostly. Weapons. Whatever they can get. But if the other side is willing to negotiate, willing to talk to you, your old sergeant. So, Beaumont. I'll risk it for the talky talks. Give me a constitution check. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> dun 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 dun
not ideal. Yeah, it's one point of damage. What's the worst it could do? Okay. And also, question. Since this is a bit of a time skip, can is it established yeah, that I... Yeah, hit points, don't worry. Okay, okay. It's like, cool. You brave the battlefield, trying to stay calm, make it look like you're not trying to negotiate with the enemy. Renault, what did you want to say? A bomb. Is this how it has to go down? What other way can it at this point? You haven't listened to the Third Estate. The French should not fight against the French. It is wrong. There must be another way than family shooting. If there was, how did we get to this point? Would you not think of the children who will die in the street for this pointless fight between brothers? Children are already dying in the street due to starvation from these godforsaken taxes. You would instead fill their stomach with lead. I don't think it's anyone's ambitions to kill children in this fight, but rather the older groups responsible for keeping up this this pattern this hierarchy that is just breeding this divide and this disparity in wealth the people who are going to die they are not the ones at the top it will be those like you and I and it will be our children and their children. We cut to Pressy making a charge, trying to ascend, trying to send up the walls. The siege continu continues onward, and that is when you meet Babin. He's manning a cannon. You see him right there in front of you, his false prosthetic hand. He gives that sort of grin towards you, Pressy. <laughs> and you are going to have to decide, talk, shoot, or run. He's grinning, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is this the grin of, I'm going to shoot you, or is this the grin of, hi, this is the other guy like, immediately aggressive. This is the other guy in your group who had a similar sort of, uh, sort of that very similar sort of uh, 
you know, thirst for, you know, life and uh, fine luxury as you, you know, like that uh, sort of romanticism. I see. He doesn't look like he just wants to mow me down. Nope. Okay, uh, hands up. I would like to try and talk. He's holding his pistol, but he doesn't shoot. Uh, <laughs> Do you even know what you're fighting for? Do you? I know what I'm fighting for. The monarchs. They have given me my wonderful position. I was nothing. I was injured. Now, I am truly, truly better off than I was as a peasant. You ask me, from where I'm standing, you're exactly where you were, but behind a cannon. I was always Nothing's, impro the Nothing's improved about your position, really. It's better than, it's better than starving on the street. Is it? My boy Caesar is becoming a doctor because of the royals. Because of my position. My friend, you should be joining us. If you were just to raise the ranks and give up on this whole thing, you could be with Melody. Why resist? happen to know that Melody would rather quickly turn her back on a bloodthirsty tyrant of a man. That's not what I want to be. Alright. It... It is a long and heated battle. I want... Renault to roll tactics. I want Beaumont to roll first aid. And I want Pressy to roll to roll uh the to roll uh was the their firearm skill. Mm -hmm. I suppose I'm not allowed to push that. I'm going to not allow to push that, but I am going to make a very good story point out of it, so don't worry. Musket or pistol? Musket. Cool. And finally... Fuck. Nice. He did well on the cannon skill. Finally, as for Hoogle and the... Uh, Hoogle and, ba and Babin. Did pretty well. So, in actual history, we don't really know how certain the outcome was of uh, the Bastille. We know that by five, the governor, Dulaunay, surrenders the garrison, and he will later be beaten and killed by a mob, and his head will be put on a pike. Many more will lose their heads in the dark years to come, but here is 
but now your characters will know what actually happened. Sergeant Renault, you genuinely tried to lead this the counteroffensive as best you could. And it was a damn fine plan. Everything was going perfectly, and then the governor has to be some kind of coward and begin the process of surrendering the garrison. Furious that your children might die because of these actions today, you lead a very temperamental charge, I think. Uh, is that kind of fair? Would that be kind of a fair way to interpret that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I fumbled to so do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your position is... was going to be stripped of you after this anyway because you no longer... because of that, but for now, it's a miracle you even still have your head. But you are alive. You are well. But due to... But due to Christopher and Beaumont... Pressy and Beaumont's uh, skills in the battlefield of fighting first aid, they're able to maintain the siege long enough, and the surrender does occur, leading to the Bastille being run over and the revolution successful. Truly successful. And that is where the five-year time skip comes in. We're going to do one last thing, and then I'm going to... I think I'm going to maybe call this session. Uh, your characters spend five years in the midst of the revolution. All of your loved ones are alive and well. Your significant people are fine. My question is more going to be kind of... We're going to talk out what happened to your characters in the meanwhile. I've got some prompt questions to kind of look into, but if you have ideas, feel free to talk them out. You know, five years is a lot of time. Your characters are going to be probably up to a lot of things. For example, are you still in the army? The army is in perpetual need of soldiers. Even defectors, they would hire back. You know, people who were against the revolution. God knows they need them. Well, am I allowed into the army after the temperamental shot? Here's the thing. Some could argue, you could make an argument that your fumble meant... No, 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 no. What are you talking about? I totally intended that. But if you don't, but if you think it wouldn't be appropriate, maybe you're not in the army. Well, I think he'll own to he intended that, but uh, that it was probably a mistake. Yeah. Because I reckon he's honest enough to go. Uh, I, I, I lost my temper and did a bad call. But it was Michael. Yeah. But yeah, it, you don't have to keep being in there if you want to, but 
the new, but being part of the new tricolor, you know, getting a new uniform, joining tri, getting a tricolor instead of uh, the older ones. Yeah, the army is still very much in demand of soldiers. Yeah, I mean, he'll stay in the army. Yeah, stay in the army. Uh, Quasi Beaumont, still in the army. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, still in the army. Yeah. And uh, and Lamont, are you still in the army? If 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 we need people in the army, I'd, yeah, he'd still be in the army. I'll send some information later about uh, uh about where you might have fought, so you can consider these. What's the but what's uh your family like in these days? Was that a question for all of us? That's a question for all of you. What's your family or your close contacts like these days? Well, I reckon this sort of thing has just caused Renault to turn even further towards his family. It's uh, like m making sure that they are taken care of and that they are okay. I think his mentality has shifted less to now that the revolution has essentially taken over, right? And uh, it looks like uh, his political vision won't quite come to uh, reality. I think he is more in the lines of, I need to do what I need to do to take care of my family, to make sure they continue to have a roof over the head, uh, that my daughters get educated. Uh, and things like that. Staying in the army, while not the best move for your political visions, it guarantees that you get to keep them safe. In Indeed. addition, and he and he's going to spend as much time with them as he can. Yeah. As far as you're concerned, you haven't seen uh, Beaumont or Press or Pressy at all, probably for the best. Yeah. I'll give some information regarding uh, Joseph Hugel for a moment. Uh, the conspiracy is out. She is Martine now. Due to the Women's March in Vers on Versailles, uh, basically she has fully uh, embraced, uh, you know, like revealing her identity. Joseph is now in Paris. Things are looking good for the Hugel family. Though an independent Brittany still hasn't been secured. And uh, even then, there's still some anxiety in the air. So there's that. Can't wait to can't wait to tell Joseph. I mean Zach. Uh, Balmong, how's the father doing? 
father hopefully is still alive. You said all the like I, all your loved ones are still okay. alive. I'm happy, happy older father was not an exception to that rule, but nope, he's alive and well. I assume I if the revolution timeline happened that I would have moved him out of Paris. Yeah, he's moved out of Paris. He's more off in the countryside, but you're still stationed in Paris, I think. Right, so I'm probably just doing more more visits. Less visits because of travel, I'd assume, but still visit him as often as I can. Um, and also try to keep close ties with, with the Hugels. Oh, yeah. Because my character knew beforehand. So oh, I yeah, think you that, knew that establishes... Uh, Chris and, uh, Percy. Mm -hmm. So, I have some... The only exception to the your loved ones have been killed thing is, uh, oh. Melody's father has been, has been executed. Oh, no. He is a monarch. He is a... He is a noble, after all. Melody has been grieving ever since then. Yeah. How has this affected your relationship? Oh, well, I would imagine I'm doing everything in my power to be, be, be there for her if she still wants me to be there for her. Your old, and just some updates on the rest of the cast. Your old captain, Captain Malon, uh, is is in fact uh uh was it is in fact executed he was a royalist through and through to the end and he is dead babin is currently sorry got to get this ah there we go Yeah, Babin is still alive and around, but he is up, but he is no longer part of the army. But you can still find him in a small apartment complex in the middle of Paris. And finally, Dupois has gone missing. He is now in the. He is said to have last been seen in the woods. And that leads to a interesting day. Early in June, 1794. Pressy and Beaumont. You are currently stationed outside the catacombs in Paris, once again. Standing guard, making sure that these things go. Dr. Renault, now Citizen Renault, is uh, still doing whatever he does in the catacombs below, late in the middle of the night. Skulls are coming in. What's curious is that they are all, the people carrying them are all wearing bags over their heads and are being guided down into the tunnels below. 
No questions. Like burlap? Burlap sacks over the head. So there's, are, are they taking the bones with them? Or are you saying it's just... They're taking the people. skulls down below, yes. Okay. Who is leading them? Uh, they seem to be led by an assistant to... Uh... Hang on, let me make sure I got the name right, because I think I may have accidentally said the wrong name. That happens sometimes. Where are you? Regalt. I said Renault. I meant Regalt. There's too many R names. Dr. Regalt. The medical doctor is currently just again standing uh, standing oversight, making sure that people are leading them. It is this assistant of his, uh, you know, a boy assistant. Excuse me, citizen. Yes. What is going on here? Uh, the usual. Lever of bodies, bringing the bones down, ensuring that uh, no one gets sick. Can't have corpses in the middle of the streets. Ah, hence the sex. Oh, yes, yes. The uh, people carrying those are to... Uh, these are people who have not quite developed an immunity, and uh, the bags are to help prevent the uh, miasma from uh, getting to them. It's very complicated. Oh, good. Carry on, citizen. Uh, yes, uh, yes, ma'am. There is a tension in the air between, uh, the three of you, especially given that, uh, you know, your former commander is here, your former sergeant is here, and he's just, you know, you used to be close buddies back in the net, back when you fought in the Netherlands, but... Nowadays, it's just weird seeing him be back with you on guard duty. How does that make you two feel, Pressy Beaumont? It's a mix of relief and also uncomfortability, because I, I still respect Renault, but it, we also have very different, you know, political beliefs, and I did not take it well when he was mentioning killing kids the last time we were talking, so I'm I'm gonna obviously look uncomfortable, nervous, maybe a little bit of guilt from that being our last confrontation, but I'm not gonna potentially cause an even worse conversation in the present. Still, though, he did have a point. Yeah. Pressy? 
yeah, this is just a <laughs> rather an odd situation all around. But, well, I mean, I'm here. I'm in it. May as well just uh, get on with things best I can. And Renault, how does that make you feel? Seeing your old squad. Or at least the remnants of it. Renault has this sort of face of someone who is just there to get the job done. Yes. And he doesn't seem inclined to interact with them to any meaningful extent beyond what he has to. And I think that's when, as the tension fills the air, as the people continue to deliver the skulls down to Dr. Lucien Regalt, now Citizen Regalt, just building, doing whatever it is he does with the cadavers he gets. That is when a familiar thing emerges from the tunnels. You see its yellow eyes, its dog-like face. And it and it just goes Bonjour friends. <laughs> 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 